Editor Best Boy Dan here. This pod is so thick that it is actually a five-parter. Yes, you heard correct. We are breaking down 2021 into five parts. One through four will be winter through fall, respectively, with the first ever Best Boy Awards working title to finish everything off. All of the content has been previously recorded, and we are working hard to get each episode out as soon as physically possible. So please enjoy our first OVA series, 2021 Anime Roundup. Part 2, Spring 2021. Say meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Now (laughs) say it like you're scared. (laughs) Meat and potatoes. Now say it like you're angry. Meat and potatoes. Now say it like you're horny. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I am uncomfortable. Meat and potato. Meat and potato. Next up is spring, which... Was also incredibly stacked. Yeah, well, I mean, we still had a lot of other shows that had been pushed back due to COVID that had been pushed back to the spring, so we still kind of had like a little, like a little season and a half kind of deal going on. Yeah, I, there was a lot of shows I really enjoyed uh, for this one. Probably the biggest thing to come back um, was My Hero Academia with season five. Yep. Um, <laughs> the show has finally caught up with where I had read to in the manga, so now I am back with the show uh but uh i you know i enjoyed these seasons if you like (laughs) your if you like your shonen anime um this is a good one it's it's kind of like uh anime version of x-men but not the actual anime version of x-men because that was the thing that happened once i was i was also thinking of it more as like an anime version of like the mcu but like less Less, less, but less, less everything, <laughs> less everything that the MCU is. Um, I, my hero is great. Uh, it's you know this season of it has been particularly good though. Yeah, I, I really it was enjoyed better than last season. I think. Yeah, I really enjoyed the kind of ways that it shows that the characters like because in in the first four seasons you're watching their steady growth, but you're watching it like day after day, so it doesn't really feel impactful. And then, like, the first, like, major arc in this season five where they're doing, like, the kind of, they put like, the combat display. training thing, they really show, like, okay, this is how different the characters are. Yeah. I mean, there is, you can definitely see it from season five to where they were in season one. That, yeah. Like, it's, it, you're right. It is a good uh, example of their progression. The next show is uh, Don't Bully Me, Nagatoro. Had you read this beforehand, or was this I one didn't. a surprise? No, I didn't read this one. I was very familiar with it, um, mainly because like I had seen like panels of it on like on on Reddit or whatever. Mm. And this was one where the first episode really you, turned us off. Yeah, like, do you remember how much we were like, I don't know if I want to keep watching this. Yeah, like the first episode just has like a very visceral scene of where like the main character is Gets just like bullied being, to the point of like crying. bullied. And like I still having watched that show and actually enjoyed it. I love the show. I coming back to thinking about it, I'm still not okay with that first episode. Mm-hmm. Like I get what they're doing, and I get the world building that they're trying to... Okay, before we get into that, let's talk about the show. Okay. Basically, um, 
it's about it centers around this this kid um we don't ever find out his name he's always just referred to as Senpai. because he is a year older than this girl nagatoro-san who is kind of like a gyaru she's a little bit of a delinquent she's kind of you know uh, she's a little bit of a bully. She's boisterous. And she's boisterous, yes. And basically, um, they kind of come across him doing art in like a, a, a study room and they kind of like really like... He's like the only member of the art club that's uh, other than the like seniors who have basically graduated at yeah. this point. Yeah, so like basically he's all he's oh, always just reminded me of that whole plot at the end of Yeah, the, the plot show. at the end was wild. <laughs> um but basically like he's usually the only kid in this art room and like Nagatoro and her you know her group of like other like kind of delinquent gyarus um kind of come and like start making fun of like his art and like making fun of him to the point where like he literally cries. Mm -hmm. Um but like i don't know like and and then like in the second episode it's kind of just like it's less it, it they it, start building their relationship yeah so like it becomes less bullying and more just like kind of like teasing mm -hmm. which is what i felt more comfortable with like i never realized like this show was just like gonna start off with just like well, full on. It, it's bullying. kind of like a, a genre because there's that like don't tease me uh, or no uh, te teasing you're master. Of teasing master Takagi-san, but it, that is way different. I've yeah. seen teasing master Takagi-san, um, and actually it has a really delightful spinoff where it's basically uh, they get married and oh. they have a kid. Oh, uh, and it's like basically like them raising this young kid. Um, who is also, like, very quick-witted. This is definitely far different from that. A okay. lot of people compare them because it ha because of the names are All similar, right. but there is never anything even approaching the kind of bullying that we see in the first episode of Nagatoro-san. Um, and also, like, the, the, the wild thing about it is that throughout the rest of the show, there is nothing approaching what we see in the first episode. Yeah. And that is why it sticks out so vividly in my mind mm -hmm. as a choice that maybe didn't need to be made. Like, yeah. it could... I think the show could have been just as good and maybe even better if it kind of just started off with them, like, finding this kid who has this, like, art room to himself and, like, teasing him and, like, kind of being, like, you know, not, like, not, like, super nice to him, but, like, also not straight up bullying Because, like, the, the whole deal is that, like, even though she's like mean to him like she doesn't let anyone else be mean yeah it, that's her that's how she flirts with him mm -hmm. and and he likes it yeah to, a, to he an does, extent he does absolutely like it after a while yeah um i will say this there is an episode where he turns it back around on her that was hilarious yes. you remember the 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 festival episode yes. that was good i mean to me though nothing will beat that last arc because that was just the last arc was <laughs> so completely hilarious. i never expected that it came out of left field like i had no idea that was gonna this happen. is a show that i do hope like comes back though because i yeah this is like a a, a, a rom-com that could like come back every couple years and yeah. I could just enjoy we we watching. almost missed out on this one because I I was ready to drop it after yeah. the first episode. But like what ended up happening for me with this one was I would watch it as a decompression show mm -hmm. for coming home from work because yeah. it was light and I didn't have to really care about it. But it still had a good story, um, and I was still engaged with it. And there were funny moments. Too. There were a lot of funny moments. It's a very funny show. There were a lot of weirdly wholesome moments that like also kind of maybe feel out of place a little bit, but they still work. Um, overall, I think the show was very good. Um, apart from that first episode. Yeah. 
Um, the next show was one of the wildest rides I had this year. <laughs> yeah, this was another one I almost missed. I almost was like, no, I'm not watching this show. And that's Higahiro. After being rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway. And I almost didn't watch it because of that title. I was like, there's no way, there is no reality where this show ends up in an open I'm, place. I'm, I'm pretty positive that, like... This one was originally assigned to me because it no, it definitely was because I, I I took a look at it. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, but I I remember this season you were just like on top of it and you like caught up with it. Yeah. Um, but it ended up okay. So all you really need to know about the show is in the title. No, that's not true. <laughs> but it it is one of those shows where well, I guess we'll start off with the story, right? Like. The guy was rejected by his boss. Um, and Not really his boss, more of like his senior at work. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a complicated relationship. Yeah. 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 Um, he's like drunk, and then he like stumbles upon this like girl in an alley, and she offers um, to like sleep with him if he'll give her a place to stay for the night. Right. And he's like, and she's like clearly a high school girl. She's in her high school uniform, right? Yeah. And he's like, mm, no. But I don't want you out here in case the next guy who comes by is like, yes, mm -hmm. why don't you come home with me? And so, like, it immediately starts this tale that could go problematic at any point. Literally on the <laughs> edge of a knife. Yeah, like, it walks that tightrope the entire 12 episodes. When I was watching it, I was sitting there with the remote in hand, watching it, going like, <laughs> do the wrong thing one fucking time, and I swear <laughs> to God, I will <laughs> I will turn the show off. Do it! Um, but it didn't, and it ended up being this, like, really good drama. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, there are definitely some etchy moments in the beginning, um, but, it, you know, if, if you want a good drama, like, this is an easy recommend. Yeah, I think it, it really ends in a very wholesome place. Uh, the, like, I, this is one of those shows where I would like to see the spinoff manga about, yeah. like, where they end up, like, yeah, yeah. how, like, you know, what her, her, her trials are and, like, mm. kind of returning to her life. Yeah. Um, and how she deals with all that. Um, but at the same time, I know that probably won't happen, and that's also okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a good, you know, single-serving story, and, and I like those from time to time in anime. Me too. And another one of those that we have coming up, although albeit in a very different genre, um, is 86. 86 uh, came it out... Was Single-serving story? Yeah, I think after this, uh, I think after the second part, I think it's done. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm not definitely going to prioritize I'm not 100% sure, but I think so. I thought it was going to be an ongoing thing. I don't think so. I think cool. it's I think it's about done. I, I'll have, don't quote me on that. I have to double check. But um, this show is wild. It's so good. When I first started watching it, I immediately thought like this show is a contender for anime of the year. Mm. Um, it is a, a very complex and interesting story, visually stunning. Um, I'll give you the kind of the the, the rundown. Basically. The main characters are kind of split. There's two groups of main characters. On the one side, you have um, the the major villains, and she is a she is a um, uh, an officer in the military of this Republic of San Magnolia, and basically, they are fighting a um, a race kind of of like sentient war machines that had originally been built by their enemies in a place called the uh, the Giadian, um Empire or something like that. Um, 
and basically these killing machines they turned on their masters and destroyed the the empire and continued to attack the the republic of san magnolia and the they basically they have a they so they, they have a lifespan they have a, a, a finite lifespan they, they know the war is going to end in two years and the whole feature of it is that the republic has built these these uh battle you know these battle drones that can fight the fight against the the legion is what they're called. Mm -hmm. um, they can fight it's against a great the legion for a bad. Yeah, like, of course the yeah. legion. It, it's perfect. But basically, they, they fight against the legion, and there's no loss of life. They, you know, they're they're controlled by you know republic operators uh, remotely, and nobody dies in the fighting. But that's actually not true, or I should say, it is true based on their their ideology, which is flawed. Um, the they are actually piloted they're piloted by people who live in the so-called 86th district of san magnolia which uh does not actually exist on like in on paper and that's because it's it's populated by people who they deem to not be people um so basically everyone in the republic of san magnolia has like a certain colored eyes and silver hair and if you don't have that or if you're from a different country or a different race Basically, you become what's called an eighty-six, which is like a this, person who doesn't exist. I and where and this isn't a thing, <laughs> a thing that's never happened before in real life because time is not a flat circle. Um, but uh, but yeah, so basically, the, these pilots they're cons they're drafted, they're conscripted to pilot these drones, and um, they are basically led. They're given orders by these operators, uh, which Major Valais is one. And the the captain, Captain Nozin, who is like the the undertaker. So like he's the guy, he's lived the longest. He never dies, and like his whole thing is like every time one of his squad mates dies, he collects a piece of their machine and like carves their name on it and puts it in a box. And like he's gonna like bring that box like with him to the other side because he's like the reaper, mm -hmm. uh, so called. And basically, it kind of follows this story of them learning about what the legion really is learning about yeah there's a lot of good twists in this show yeah and like it's kind of like it's this commentary on so many things it's a commentary on racism it's a commentary on colonialism they're you know they're they're broaching topics of commentary like commentary on robots on robots which the the robots and the mecha scenes the battles are really great but like i think one thing that it does really a really good job of is kind of it, it's a commentary on the realities of drone warfare and like we the way we think of drone warfare is like oh like you know it's none of, nobody from our side ever gets hurt but that's really not true like yeah. the the things that like you know drone operators do affects them in mm -hmm. in ways like i think they have like one of the highest like rates of suicide in all the military um because wow. like basically like you're unleashing a, an unmanned war machine and a lot of times they get it wrong oh yeah um and i think this is a really poignant and interesting commentary on that um this is, so when we were tackling this episode um there were a few shows that uh best boy justin and i hadn't caught up on that like we knew we needed to especially since in like the next part we're going to be like crowning like a best anime yeah and this is one that you were like you, you need to watch this Dan. yeah absolutely and and i i watched into the second season i haven't fully caught up on the second season but i like i can see why like i'm not yeah. the mecha guy on this show <laughs> uh for sure but you know, if it's a show, if it's a mecha show that I'm watching 
like for the story, you know that it's like firing on all cylinders. Yeah, because like I was also I was also kind of hesitant to watch this show. Uh, it just seemed like I was like, I guess maybe the synopsis that they gave didn't do a good job of describing mm. what the show was about. But I was like, yeah, whatever. It's going to be a generic mecha show. It's not going to be interesting. But I was wrong. Like as soon as I watched the, tw- the first episode, I was like, this is contender for anime of the year. Yeah, the and the twist for me. So the first episode didn't really draw me in as much, but once you get to the first twist, which doesn't take a particularly long time, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. And then like three more twists later, I'm like, okay, <laughs> give yeah. me more. And like this show does such a great job with character development. We're gonna talk a little bit more about it later on because part two also came out this uh, this year, which um, is like blows the lid off everything yeah um but uh you know just for now we'll leave it at this show like the early the early half the part one was really really good so yeah uh we we kind of uh, didn't necessarily expect uh how awesome 86 was going to be but i feel like we definitely had a solid idea of how good this next one was going to be and that's those snow white notes because I don't know what initially drew me to this show but the I... first episode like once they started doing the like shamisen in i was like this rocks. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I, I feel like I had a, a kind of an idea like this. This show was going to be pretty good, um, just from the description alone. It kind of reminded me a lot of like, uh, um, kind of like uh, March comes in like a lion, but with Shamisen instead of instead yeah. of Shogi, and then and like a little heavier uh, influence onto like the sports. Yeah, side it definitely of it. had a lot of sports elements to it. Um, this show was really fantastic. It basically it, it, it tells the story uh, of our protagonist who is. Uh, he comes from a family of shamisen players, yeah. which is shamisen Specifically, is a Japanese string his, instrument. Like grandfather was like this incredible shamisen player. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like it's similar to a banjo. Um, yeah, it is the the more the Western equivalent to it would be a banjo. Yes. Yeah, uh, and they use like a little pick to play it instead of the little like thumb thing that the banjo players use. Yeah. Uh, it's called a banshi, if I remember correctly. Um, but like, uh, basically, he his grandfather passes away, and he's kind of like lost. Like he's like, oh, like the one of the last things his grandfather tells him is that like your shamisen playing has like no sound of its own. Yeah, and like that kind of like fucks with him, which of course <laughs> it, it probably well would. because he's only ever played tried to mimic his grandfather exactly yes instead of discovering his own sound. Yeah, so uh, basically, he kind of sets out to to go to the big city and like kind of like find himself almost mm-hmm. um and it takes a really interesting turn there's a lot of interesting turns because like his he, mother his mom is like kind of this wild character like larger than life character and then he also like helps kind of found this like shamisen club at his school and then he like gets to participate like on a team level but then also on a solo level yeah and like he, meanwhile he can... he's dealing with like the death of his grandfather and like he ends up being in like a viral video by accident, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this show is just really great. Obviously, the soundtrack is phenomenal. Which Insane. anytime you have an anime that involves music like this, it has to be. I mean, and clearly we enjoyed it because I, if you couldn't tell, our OP for <laughs> the second half of the first season is clearly uh, derived from this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really good OP and ED, though. We talked about this before too. It's so weird to me. After like four episodes, they changed the OP to like something that just didn't compare to some weird rock one. Doesn't even have the shamisen in it. Yeah, and so it like, must have been a rights thing or something. It would have had to have been because the first OP was so good. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed this show. I thought it had a lot of really interesting drama pieces to it. Um, the characters are all really fleshed out, very interesting. Um, they all have their own unique motivations and like things that they're kind of dealing with surrounding the story of this shamisen. And like one of the things that I think is most important about this show is not necessarily the people who play the shamisen, but like the people who hear the playing of it. And the the way that this story is is told is through their reactions mm -hmm. to the songs that are played by the main character, but also other characters throughout the show. Um, and was, the way it kind of makes them feel about their own memories and lives. It, it's funny that you bring this up. Um, Best Boy Jamie just finished Epo recently. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I noticed about it, I don't remember if I was talking with you about it or with him about it, but one of the things that is imperative to a good sports show is the reactions of the people to the action in the moment, right? Yeah. Like, because... Contextually, like, you can watch, like, a super hype, like, Haikyuu battle or, like, an Ipo fight or, you know, the Shamisen, like, song or whatever. But what lets you kind of understand what level everything is at is the reactions of everyone in the audience. And yeah. one of the reasons Ipo is so good is because the audience member are comprised by other people of at the gym boxing. So they can give you that kind of high-level insight. Yeah. In this... Because it's like an audience reacting to it. Like when the audience is just like awestruck by something, it helps elevate that kind of moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and like overall, this show, highly recommend, um, especially if you're into like any kind of shows that have to do with music. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, uh, it's definitely got some sports anime elements to it. Maybe not as many as we thought that it was going to have. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see a season two of this. Yeah, I mean, there's a tournament arc, there's a training arc. They go to training camp. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it in hits there. all the notes. It gets there. Um, uh, 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 it hits all the notes. It hits all the notes. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Um, the next show is I've been killing slimes for 300 years and max out my level, which you definitely watch first because this, it, yeah. like. On the surface, it is exactly what it is, which is a, like, cutesy isekai. Yeah, and th what the thing about this, too, was it was funny, because, like, I had such a difficult time getting you to watch this show, and it ended up, I think, being Kat watched this show before you did, <laughs> and then you started watching it when she did, and then you were, like, you realized, like, how good of a so show good. this was. <laughs> this show is fantastic. It's basically, everything is in the title. This woman gets isekai'd. I think this was the one where she died at work, right? Yeah, she, she died just overworked. overworked. Um, which You're is like a thing. 30 years old, just dropped dead at work. This, this, is, this is the emblematic anime of r slash anti-work on Reddit. <laughs> um, basically, she dies through overwork and... Um, when she's reincarnated, the goddess who reincarnates her asks her, like, hey, what kind of life do you want to have? And she's like, I just want to have a life where I don't have to work hard or I can just, like, relax and enjoy every day of my life. And the goddess was like, okay, cool, while we're at it, let's just make you immortal. Um, <laughs> and so she does, and, like, she gets reincarnated in this world, and she has, like, very low-grade magical powers. Um, and basically, the way she ends up becoming super powerful is that every day... On her way into town, she would kill like you know two ten or three. Slimes. Oh yeah, it was ten slimes to she get got enough like gold. Yeah. yeah, she would get like these little things that she could trade at the guild for gold, like just enough gold to buy food and like you know 
and like live a life. And she had done that for 300 years and accidentally maxed out her level and is like the most powerful sorcerer in all the world. But nobody <laughs> knows because she just lives in this quiet little cottage in a nowhere town um, until like she ends up like she kind of gathers like a little family around herself. Almost. Well, she like comes into town and she like through some series of events like gets her like power level like measured at the guild and yeah. like breaks the scale uh and there and and that begins her notoriety and so then all these people kind of flock to her and then it just becomes a like really cute um exclusively female family yeah so like you have like the like what would be like the older sister character and then like you have like the two little young daughters which are so cute um oh the the slime the slime daughters um the and then you have like the the dragon like in this show just it has a little bit of everything because like yes it is an isekai but it's not a power fantasy really mm -hmm. um like yes obviously the main character has like super crazy powers but the show's not really about that no um yes it's, you get some it's more slice of life than anything yeah else. like you you do get like you have an overarching story where like they kind of have like these little arcs where they you know, they go on little mini adventures, but like for the most part, it's just like this kind of slice of life isekai um, with this little like pseudo family that's like super cute and warm and wholesome. Um, and I think that's really all you can say about this show is that it's really cute and warm and wholesome. You know what else is really cute and warm and wholesome? What's that, best boy, Nancy? <laughs> Way of the house husband. Oh god, I don't, I don't know if it's this. That. This one, this one definitely, if we were doing... You, I see the disappointment on your face, and and I know why. Yeah. It's because it wasn't as good as it should have been. It wasn't as good as it should have been, and not only that, like, I can't, I don't understand why they put it out in the form that they did. It is very weird. So, basically what we're talking about... Um, do you want to give like a quick backstory to Way of sure. the House Husband? Sure. So Way of the House Husband is a manga that, you know, I and 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 Best Boy Dan and Best Person Cat, I think to a certain extent, have been like reading for a while now. Um and it centers around this uh the main character is like a former like yakuza like enforcer. It he was may known be as the, the funniest manga I've read. It's very funny and like he's like the immortal dragon, like he's like a legendary like yakuza guy and he decides to retire and get married and become a house husband. And basically it's like him going about his life as a house husband, going and buying groceries and like doing chores and running errands and making friends around the neighborhood. But like he's also like still like a legendary Yakuza like figure. So like he has like weird like mannerisms and like he gets into funny situations with like other Yakuza like he, people. He goes to like the grocery store and he's like, give me a bag of the white stuff. And, it, yeah. and he means like flour. Yeah. But and he looks like a Yakuza. He, he does. He still has tattoos and like he wears a suit and sunglasses. So like people treat him as like a Yakuza enforcer still but like he's really just like wearing an apron and like just wants to like cook dinner. my favorite is his like protege oh my god yeah his little <laughs> his little friend but like so we're getting into it and we're really like having a great time talking about it but the unfortunately the anime is not so as good yeah so netflix uh produced this one and basically the anime is is the manga yeah it is if you've ever seen the kind of like fan drawings of like an anime op it's, it's kind of like what that is yeah. to anime like 
it's a bunch of like quick cuts, still images, stop motion, stop motion. Like the, the thing, like, the thing that really turned me off from the show, like for good, was at one point there is like a scene where like the police are chasing him, mm-hmm. and like the characters aren't running. Oh, they're, they're, just, they're like, just like cutouts bouncing yeah, up. And yeah, down. And <laughs> like, I'm like no, like I, was like, I was like, style. I can't deal with this. This is bullshit. Like this is garbage. So the what I will say about the show though is it is. A testament to the story itself, because as bad as the animation is, like I watched about half of the season and because I was a fan of the manga, I couldn't really watch anymore. Yeah. But the ones that I did watch, like were still hysterical. They were, but like the thing of it is, is it's just... Just read the manga. Just read the manga because yeah. it's basically like somebody is reading out... like it, It's like the voice actors reading the manga mm-hmm. and then like on screen you just have some shitty like... Yeah. Just drawing. Like so, just read the manga instead. Yeah, but I mean the show ultimately like it is very funny because the content is very funny, but it's just a very bad adaptation and and we should swat Netflix on the nose for it. Yeah, we were very disappointed in this cuz we were looking forward to this for a long time. Yeah. And like Almost this was as much as Comey. This was one of those ones where like you know how every now and then you'll see a show in the trailer and all of the good parts of the show happen in the trailer. Mm. This was exactly what that yeah. was cuz all of the best like animated like the most well animated parts of the show were the parts that were in the trailer and everything else was like really bad i'm very unfortunate Uh, but we have another show also from netflix yep also Also, a little unfortunate uh, yeah did you ever end up finishing yasuke i didn't so yeah we're gonna talk about yasuke here and let me tell you about the story before i tell you about why i think (laughs) i made it two-thirds of the way through i didn't it's only six episodes yeah um so yasuke basically it it centers around it's basically like a, a historical fiction of this samurai named yasuke who was was a real person was a real historical figure um, who was originally uh, an African slave brought to Japan who ended up becoming a samurai. For Nobunaga. Yeah, for Oda Nobunaga. And Nobunaga. basically... <laughs> That's how you say that. Yeah. Basically, this story takes place sort of in that universe, but also with mechs and magic. So, like... Which sounds cool. Which sounds cool on paper. Um, basically, Yasuke, he has lost this war where, like, his master, like, was, like, killed himself and, like, he's become a ronin. And he's, like, living in the countryside and getting drunk all the time because he doesn't want to, like, kind of deal with reality. And he's real sad. And basically, like, he ends up getting involved with this, like, girl who has, like, crazy magical powers who he has to save um, and, like, kind of take up his sword again. And, like, the reason why... So... Sounds like a great story. It sounds like a great story, and on paper it is, but, like, in practice, there's just too much going on that doesn't, isn't ever, like, fully fleshed out. Yeah. And there, and part of it is because there's only, like, six episodes, so they're trying to pack so much into such a short, and, like, granted, they are, like, hour-long episodes, but, like, or not even, I think they're, like, 40 minutes, but, like, even still, like, they never fully explain anything like because yeah. like, at one point well, there's just like giant sentient I, robots i think the idea is that this is like the first in this world too from what i understand but it doesn't do enough are. world building for that no. to feel satisfying and like so like it, it, the thing the thing that's emblematic of that to me when i was watching it was like at one point there is like a bounty hunter who is a sentient robot and they just never explain how or why yeah i think that i think that's a really good point is 
you can have all of these disparate things in the same world, but you, you got to give me a reason why. Mm. Other than like, look, they're there. Yeah. Like um, even like which they never do. One of the things I can think of that is an interesting comparison to that would be Fully Cooly. So in mm. Fully Cooly, you have a lot of widely disparate, weird, strange things that take place in the universe, but all of them are explained. They mm. all make sense. It yeah. explains why there's robots. It explains why this plant exists in the middle of the town, uh, and it explains why you can use guitars and basses as a weapon. Like, yeah. whereas in this show, like it's just like you just have to accept. There's magic and there's samurais and there's robots and that's just how the world is. And I like, we're not I like gonna... that fully coolly is the example of exactly right. in this situation. <laughs> so like, you know, I really wanted this show to be good, especially because it's coming it's coming from uh it's telling a uniquely black story and it's being told by, you know, black producers who are interested in bringing these kind of stories to the screen in an anime format and I fully support that. I just don't think this story was done well. Yeah. You know, um, I would be interested to see what the other stories in this universe they have planned are, but like this one didn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, this one eh, technically is 2020. Yeah. But we saw it this year, so we're going to talk about it. I, my argument was that we it got a North America release in 2021, so we're including it in the list. Because yes. like, there's no way we could have talked about it when it was only released yes. in Japan. And it, this is our opinion, so we're going to talk about it. And we get to make the rules, even though we broke them. <laughs> yeah. Um, we get to break them. Um, Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Yeah. The... <laughs> Highest grossing movie of 2020. The, the one that won every Oscar. Um, we joke about the Oscars, but legitimately it is the highest grossing movie of 2020, which is still mind-blowing to me. Yeah. And kind of wonderful. Um, it is a great movie. Yeah. I mean, this is it kind of takes uh, a, a very self-contained arc from the story. And, it, and it's really interesting that the... Um, how do I describe it? It basically, it's a, a lot of times in anime movies, when you get a movie from a show, it's non it's non canonical. So, like, mm -hmm. you can take like it or leave hero. it. You don't have to watch it, and it's not the end of the world. This is not the case for Demon Slayer Mugen Train. It takes place in the universe, and it takes place in a, it bridges the gap between where we were at in the first season and where we end up in the Entertainment District arc, which is airing right now. Mm -hmm. Um,. And wow, just a really fantastically done anime movie. Like yeah. the the sound, everything from the soundtrack, the visuals, the fight choreography, the story, the pacing, everything felt so perfect. We will definitely talk more about the fight later on. Yeah, we have we have some plans to talk about the fight. Um, I don't want to give away too much about the plot because um, you know there it's might really be a continuation who, of the story. It too. is. It's canon, so we can't really talk too much about it. We can. What we can say about it is that it it takes place on a train. Yes. Um, there and are I, demons on that. <laughs> and and sometimes demons get slayed. Sometimes demons get slayed. We get really interesting stories of some of the Hashira. Rengoku. Yeah, Rengoku, the flame Hashira. He is the main, like, uh, like senior character. Delicious! Yeah. Umai! Umai! He's great. He's fantastic in this. Um, and it really just, it fires on all cylinders. It's this, it's done really, really, really well. Yeah. Um... I think we'll hold off on, like, for those who haven't seen Demon Slayer, telling you what uh, the the actual story of is it 
of it is when we talk about entertainment arc later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just in terms of anime movies, this is one of the best ones to come out, I would say. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, and now we get to break back into the Dan specific section. Let's hear it. Um, and I am so excited that uh, one of our first things is Tokyo Revengers. Hell yeah. Um, how far did you get in Tokyo Avengers, Best Boy Justin? I got up into the part where w they introduced Valhalla, um, okay. and the main, oh. the big bad. Um, oh, with the glasses, that yeah. guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh man. That, so, Tokyo Revengers, I wanted to win every anime award <laughs> in, our, in our thing, and I fought for it. I, I don't think it ended up winning almost any of them. No. Um, but it... it it is like that, it's like the bronze medal winner throughout. I think yeah. this is like third place in my heart for every category, um, it, which sounds meaner than I mean it to be. I mean, this is like one of my favorite shows this year. It just never quite hit like the it peak It does of... everything really well, but it never stands out in any one category. Yeah. Of. Um, the, though the villain was tremendous, um, which you're only just getting to, like, know, um, but basically the story of Tokyo Revengers, uh, focuses around, uh, the main guy who... Takamichi. Takamichi, right, right, who, uh, gets pushed in front of a train and, like, ends up back, uh, in his, uh, childhood self, um... Oh, before he gets pushed in front of his train, he finds out like his high or his junior high girlfriend, the only girl who he ever dated, um, was like killed in like a gang incident. Yeah. Uh, after he gets pushed in front of the train, he gets set back in time uh, to his junior high self when he was just starting to become a delinquent and kind of gets forced into being part of this gang, which kind of like ruins his whole childhood he ends up having to move away and like is kind of the source of all the terrible things in his life mm -hmm. having the second chance going back he's able to kind of like try and change things and his, it becomes his mission to kind of save his old junior high girlfriend mm -hmm. um it ends up being a like very um like gang heavy drama sort of thing. The characters are all really great, like Mikey Kuhn, Draken Kuhn, um, all of the like gang members are really interesting. There's a lot of like mystery to like who who the bad guy is, what their plans are, yeah. um, a lot of like back and forth. Um, Takamichi as a character is like kind of one of the worst protagonists, but in a a fun way. <laughs> he's he's kind of like an unreliable the, narrator in, in a sense. He's the crybaby hero. He solves most of the issues through crying. Which is how I solve most <laughs> of my problems. So, um, But it works really good. And it's just like, it is such... It, uh, this was probably the most cosplayed thing at... Oh, MMA without a doubt. Yeah, there were like a thousand dragons. Um, but it, it's just like, it's a really interesting show. And like, this is one that if it doesn't get a second season, I am absolutely absolutely gonna tear through this manga yeah um but yeah, i do plan to finish it at some point it just at one point it just got a little too heavy for me you know and i just had to put it down mm -hmm. and it it continues to like be heavy but the, the way you are only getting to like the good parts the only thing the only real downside to the show is that the action animation is not good yeah it is very stagnant there are 
you know, they I not a lot of frames. Like you know what I remember about this show before it aired. I remember when we were watching the Crunchyroll Awards from last year, <laughs> and we saw the trailer for this, and like we're like. What is this show about? Is it about gangsters with weird hair? Is yeah. this just another JoJo? Oh, I love all of the haircuts, though. The They're hair so was wild. But yeah. yeah, like we, the trailer that they had for this show uh, did not do it justice because we is, had no idea what it was, was about. That was like, I'm excited to watch the Crunchyroll Awards again this year because the trailers for the shows last year were like so misleading. They were, <laughs> none, yeah. None of the shows that they had trailers for were anything remotely like we thought we were mostly hyped for joe ran yeah which you're going to talk about in a minute and we'll share our feelings on that we saw tokyo avengers and we were like this sucks and this ended up being one of my favorite shows of the year uh and then odd taxi was the other one yeah which we're also going to talk about in a second which also ended up being one of the best shows of the year yeah absolutely um, but we were like this looks weird and stupid and <laughs> animals yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh Strong recommend for Tokyo Revengers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, the next show was an original uh, anime, and that is Vivi Fluorite Eyes Song. And I have to slow down and pronunciate when I say it because it's such a bizarre title. It is a strange one. But um, I love this show. It's it's told over a hundred years. It's the story of basically like one of the first AIs um, trying to stop the AI apocalypse. And... It is a wild ride from start to finish. Um, it is, you know, it has all that time travel goodness. The action scenes are, like, top-notch. Best Boy Justin has not seen this show yet, but I showed you one of the fight scenes, and, like, I, you instantly were like, I can see this is, like, top-tier fight Yeah, it was a really well-done, a really well-choreographed fight. Um, but just, like, a very interesting world. It, if you're, like, a fan of Terminator, this is, like... Right up there. Okay. Um, not <laughs> your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Yeah, just imagine Terminator, but um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a woman who sings at a theme park. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> that is basically that is pretty much Vivian in a nutshell. Um, it, this it, this is uh, kind of similar to Tokyo Avengers in that, like, I would put this in A tier, right? Like, they're both excellent shows um they just don't quite hit that like you know this is like the pinnacle of anime sort of thing yeah. um but a strong recommendation uh i will say the i admit fruits basket the final which is the next show in my section lived up to the hype like that that this is an S tier anime. If you like dramas, like romance dramas, um, with a little bit of like supernatural stuff going on, uh, this is your jam. Three seasons of this, excellent show. Un in terms of like character development, I think this is probably the best anime I've ever seen. Okay. Um, so if you are a fan of character studies, which I know you are, Best Boy Justin, you will absolutely love this show. Um, I don't want to give away too much. It's basically about um, Toru and uh, the these this family of um, people who can turn into um, the zodiac animals. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's hard to kind of delve too much into it. The biggest twist happens at the beginning of the first season and then that's kind of when the whole ride really takes place like the first season is very much about world building 
season three brings the conclusion home and it really nails it, which is nice. Not a lot of people can do that. Yeah. Um, the last part of my section is going to be Shaman King, which uh, I've only gotten to see the first 12 episodes because that's all that uh, is out in the United States at this time. I enjoyed it. It is <laughs> like if you wanted a 90s anime, you won't be disappointed by it. It is very solid. Um, it is a little on the childish side, um, but you know, it's it's something that like if you have a kid that's into anime, you should absolutely check out. And if you're just a fan of like shonen, like this is just this is like peak shonen. This okay. is like this is exactly what you would expect from watching like a shonen show. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a fun show. It's about uh, this kid who wants to become the shaman king, um, and shamans basically like interface with spirits and draw powers from them. So it's a battle anime. The, the first twelve episodes are, I think, we're up to like fifty two now in like the grand scheme of things. But the first twelve are like really just the story getting started. So I'm very excited to see what comes of this show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting that only the first 12 episodes of that are out because, like, it's still going Yeah, <laughs> in Japan. Like, it's yeah. it's been running uninterrupted, so I wonder when the rest of that's going to come out. Um, next up, we're going to start into the Best Boy Justin section of the spring anime. Uh, and I'm going to start off with Odd Taxi. Um, and Odd Taxi, it, I actually didn't watch this when it was airing because, again, we, you know, we had watched the Crunchyroll <laughs> trailers and I was like, oh, it's another weird, like, anime furry thing. Like, I'm not super interested in it. But later on in the year, we kind of heard, like, you know, people people were watching this and they were talking about it in, like, a, the vein of the anime of the year. And so it was like, okay, so, like, maybe we should, maybe one, should watch it. But... One review I saw of it compared it to, like, Tarantino. Yeah, <laughs> and which is why I was like, okay, I need to at least give this a shot. And, like, I was blown out of the water. Like, this, this show was not... Not at all what I thought it was. Um, it basically centers around this taxi cab driver who's a walrus. Um, his name is Otokawa, which is I where you get him. odd taxi from. Otokawa is the best. He basically he just like he drives people around the city, um, and he listens to like comedy on the radio. He's like such a dad. Yeah, he's like a super like, and he's like got super dry sense of humor, and like he kind of like gives his customers the business, and like basically it centers around like this kind of mystery that takes place in the city where he lives, and the one through line between the various facets of this mystery is what goes on in his cab. Um, and I don't want to say too, I don't want to give too much about it away because, like I said, this is a mystery. Uh, so you know, we don't want to ruin anything for you. But like the the kind of turns it takes, the way the the different characters um, kind of present themselves is very very interesting and well thought out. Um, it definitely has the kind of feel of like a film noir almost. Um, it definitely does feel like something you would get out of Tarantino in a lot of respects. Um, I just think like uh, if you if you saw like images of this of this show or if you saw that trailer from the Crunchyroll Awards and you thought <laughs> nah, this show's dumb, like I highly encourage you to give this another listen um, because this was absolutely just one of the most amazing shows that came out this uh, this season uh, this year. Um, it was it's definitely one of those interesting mystery shows I've ever seen. This was this um, was another one of those shows going back to that conversation of like, oh, we gotta figure out what the best anime of the year is gonna be. Oh, we still haven't watched that odd taxi. Yeah. And then you you watched this one for it. Yeah, and it was just like it blew me out of the water. The ending of this show is so perfectly executed 
Um, that like, I, even just for that alone, just to see how, how to end a show the right way. Which is like really hard to do. So yeah. that, that does make me really interested in it. Yeah, um, so, you know, I, I definitely recommend Odd Taxi. To give it a watch, like, you know, even just give it, like, two episodes and you should be hooked. Um, but the next show that we t- uh, that I want to talk about is Combatants Will Be Dispatched. Um, which I did not realize was from the Konosuba people. Yeah, and which it makes sense because it kind of feels like an alternate universe Konosuba. Um, it was good. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't finish it. It was it kind of. It was one of those shows that was good, and that I will come back to at some point. But just in this series that it came out, the season that it came out, there was so yeah. much going on <laughs> that, like, in order to finish the stuff I was really interested in, I had to drop. Uh, you know, to drop something, uh, and this was one of the ones that I kind of like, kind of petered off on. But it's a really interesting and funny. Uh, somewhat kind of an isekai story, but not really. It's really more of like a... like a. You watched 16 shows that season. Yeah, I watched <laughs> I, a lot. I feel like you letting combatants will be dispatched go it, it, during that season was I en- okay. <laughs> I, ended up le- I ended up letting a lot of things go. But like uh, this show, I, d- I do want to come back to. Basically, it kind of takes place in this universe. This guy works for this. I would actually like to come see- watch that well, let's, too. Well, let's watch it. <laughs> Um, he basically, he works for like this kind of evil corporation and they invent this like teleporter and like what they what his job is, is they're going to teleport him to another planet to like basically strip its resources to like gain evil powers and stuff. And, um, they're like, yeah, it'll work. You probably won't die. And he's like, what? And then they just send him there with like this Android named Alice who is like, um, she's like this little girl, but she's like a robot. So she has like crazy super strength and speed and stuff. And like her whole thing is like, she's like the, she's supposed to be like the straight man. And he's like the kind of like the goofball character. And he's like, he's, you know, he's lecherous. He's kind of a a jerk. He's, uh, what's his face from Konosuba? Yeah. I mean, he's basically, um, Kazuma. Yeah. Um, but like a little bit more on the evil side because like yeah. he is supposed to be part of an evil organization. He is he is more capable than Kazuma. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so like you know this if you if you want a kind of like a goofy version of Konosuba that takes place in more of like a sci-fi universe um, and also has like little android girls with rocket launchers, which is a thing that I enjoy. Um, <laughs> I, there is there is nothing more best boy Justin than cute girls with rocket launchers. Yeah, like, that's just, like, like my entire I'm surprised you don't personality. have that tattooed on you. I, you don't, maybe I do, you know? I'm wearing long sleeves right now. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely, I, I, I want to come back to this show. I really enjoyed my time with it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think you'll be hearing more from me about it later on in the, in the year when I finally get some time to sit down and, and, like, give it some, some attention. Um, but next up on my list, I have Slime Diaries. Uh, Slime Diaries is great. It's basically just like the it's the slice of life version of that time I got reincarnated as a slime. It is canonical. It takes place in between um, seasons one and two. I love that it's canonical. Yeah, it's canonical, but it doesn't actually matter. So like if you skipped it, you don't miss anything. But if you did watch it, you do gain a little bit of extra insight into the 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 way the characters in Rimuru's little village work. Like you have like the goblin, uh, the hobgoblin, like the big dude, and like his whole thing. <laughs> Goblinas. Well, not only that, but like uh, I'm talking about like the big pig dude. 
Oh yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the orc. That's yeah, what yeah. it was. The bit the orc king. And basically his yeah, job. Yeah, I haven't seen a ton of him. No, but you see a ton of him in the slime diaries because ah. his job is to like help tend the fields because he's like really big. So like, but one of the really cute things about it is like the little goblin children really love him. So like he like takes turns like giving them rides on his back and shoulders and stuff, and they always like bring him like little snacks and oh, like that's cute. they come watch him work. So like it's really cute. Um, you get the Goblina story where you get like a little love story with the goblins, which is fun. Um, it's just a really cute, like slice of life decompression story that I just, it was exactly what I needed when it came out. Um, if you're into slice of life and also into the, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, you should watch it. It's really good. I, yeah, I'm going to throw that on my list too. It was a lot of fun. Also the, the festival arc they did was super touching and fantastic and wonderful. Did they do like a weird, like etchy thing too they did uh well okay they did a beach episode okay um but it wasn't as weird as it everyone thought it was going to be okay yeah it, it ended up being okay <laughs> slime slime can go at you when it wants to they they kind of they made they made a lot of jokes about rimaru in um in a swimsuit which was funny okay um, but it was it was done in a way that that ended up not being like kind of weird it okay. ended up being okay it wasn't the um uh oh god what's the one with hestia um, the dungeon. Ugh. You're losing me. Oh my god. Anyway, they yeah. did a, like, water episode in a cave and it was thirsty. Okay. Yeah, no, it was not that bad. Oh, so was it wrong I mean, to pick okay. up girls in a dungeon? Yeah. Uh, that I, one I didn't watch that one. So. so, so, okay, so yes, they did a beach episode. Obviously, the other characters are in swimsuits. Yeah. So, like, you have Shion, but, like, that's not new. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I feel like it was done really well. Uh, to, to me, the one that sticks out the most is the festival episodes. Those were a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend it. Uh, give it a watch. But when it comes to Slice of Life, the standout for this year uh, is definitely Super Cub. Would you say this is the show you are mi most disappointed I have not watched? Probably, yeah. I think this is the... like I was almost a little bit more disappointed that you hadn't watched 86, but then you started watching it, so like now it's okay. But yeah, Super Cub, this show is just so perfect and good. Like It centers around this girl, her parents are dead, she doesn't have any friends, she doesn't have anything in life that she enjoys. She kind of just spends every day like eating the same like prepackaged foods and going to and from school and like not really engaging not living life right and her kind of world changes when all of a sudden she ends up getting a super cub motor scooter um and suddenly she can she can go places and she like really enjoys like it's this one light in her life that kind of opens up a path to like where she ends up meeting people who share her interests and she makes friends and she goes on adventures. And like one of the most, like one of the things that, that sticks out in my mind the most from this show is the way her, is the way she's knocking everything off of my desk, <laughs> but also the way she is drawn in the first episode when she doesn't have the super cub in her life yet. And she is like just pale. The colors are washed out. She looks like a back, like she looks like a wall almost. Like she she blends in with the scenery. And then when she starts up the super cub for the first time, the color enters her cheeks and her skin. And like you can see, you can see her lighting up. And like when she smiles for the first time in the show, 
you're hooked. It's, it's, <laughs> you're like, okay, I'm invested. Like I've only I've only had this character in my life for one moment, but if anything happens to her, I'm killing everyone in this room and then myself. <laughs> like, and like it, it ends up having like not only just this like it's not just a slice of life story, but it's also like a kind of a story of character growth. There's like a, a search and rescue story in Ooh. it at one point that's really interesting. Um, there's you have her friend Reiko who also has a super cub. Um, and she, you love Reiko too. Right? Reiko is probably the best girl of the season for me. Like she is so ride or die. Um, she will. Um, she goes on her own adventures and like grows and like kind of like even though she doesn't have the same kind of issues that our main character does, she definitely um, gets her own like kind of her world opens up too when she kind of discovers like oh hey like these are the kinds of things I want to pursue as an adult. Um, and like how I want to incorporate this thing in my life into my like career and my life going forward. Um, and I just think this show is one of those shows that like didn't, I can't say enough about it. Like it, it didn't, it didn't, it was drowned out by like it came out in a year with just a million shows that came out that are super good. But like I feel like in any other year, this show would have been the one that we're talking about like for anime of the year. Like it's so good. Okay. Um, and I definitely recommend anybody who has even a passing interest in slice of life needs to watch this show. Um, moving on to something a little bit different. Uh, we have Mars red, uh, which is interesting because <laughs> best boy Jamie's actually watching. This yeah. Show. Um, Mars red is a kind of vampire anime set. A lot in... of vampires this year. We did have a lot of vampires this year. This year was like a, a vampire year, a slice of life year. Yep. We had a lot of mecha shows, a lot of mechas. Um, but this one, Mars red, um, is kind of, it's, this, it's this vampire story that's told in like a pre-World War one Japan. Um, very, very interesting, uh, time period to explore, uh, the way the vampire system works is very good. It's it's uh, it's very much in the same vein as like a wartime film noir about vampires. Um, I uh, I didn't finish it yet. I'm like I have like two episodes left in it. I ended up dropping it because I just ran out of time in the spring season, um, and I had to move on to summer. But like uh, I'm excited to pick it back up and just get to that conclusion uh, because the characters were done really well. Like the main character is like a flawed military man who has like all these regrets from like the Russo-Japanese war um and like he basically he struggles with like his relationships to the people under his command because like basically the people under his command are vampires and he's like he's the regular human who has to like keep them in line um so he kind of struggles with that relationship um but like overall just like a really well done show really well thought out very very beautiful incredibly well drawn and animated um the fight scenes are very visceral they happen you know they happen very fast but i think they're pretty well done um and yeah i think the i think this one uh this one is definitely worth your time and attention if like vampires are a thing that you're into you know um Next up, we have something that is not, not really worth your interest at all. Um, and that is Joran, Princess of Snow and Blood. Which looked so cool at the Crunchyroll Awards. Visually, this show is stunning. Everything else doesn't make sense. We like, had a segment 
this year. I we just did have a running this. segment, yes. A running segment of, like, checking in with Joran, and every week you'd be like, nope, still doesn't make sense. Yeah, I watched, like, <laughs> almost half of this show, and I, for the life of me, could not tell you what it's about. Like, <laughs> it had very gorgeous colors, and, like, it was really well drawn, and, but, like, I never understood the characters' motivations. I don't understand the world that they live in. Um, I don't understand even who the bad guy is supposed to be. Like, halfway through the show, you should know these things. Yeah. Um, so, like... Very uh, pretty, though. It was very pretty and just, like... I feel like it, it was put together by someone who just wanted to draw a really pretty alternate universe Japan and then just put the story together as, like, a side, like... It's, it's like, the, it's the anime equivalent of, like, shh, 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 don't talk, you're too pretty. Yeah, just look at it. Just look at the show. Don't pay attention to what it's about because it won't make sense. Um, yeah, I dropped this one. This one made no sense. Like, I struggled. I wanted it to be good because it was so pretty. But, like, couldn't do it. it I just couldn't I couldn't figure it out. If you're out there and you watch this show and you know what it's about, please let me know because, like, I could not figure it out. Like, there was, like, there's a whole part of it where it has to do with, like, transforming into demons, but, like, only certain people can do it. It has to do with, like... There's one character's blood, but they never explain why or how. Like, it just it never made sense. Uh, and if people do know uh, what Joran is about, where can they reach out to us? Now, nowhere. The internet is dead. Oh, okay. Uh, no, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at bestboys underscore pod. You can send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. Uh, let me know, please, for the love of God, because <laughs> I have no idea what this show's about. Um, next up, we've got some more fluffy slice of life. We got some Let's Make a Mug 2. Uh, I don't have a whole terrible Hold lot. On. Yeah. Two. T O. Yes, T O O. And that is important <laughs> because later on we have Let's Make a Mug 2 2. The second season of Let's Make a Mug. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it happened. That. It happened in the uh, in the fall. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's yeah, yeah, I watched it. It was great. It's a slice of life. It's about pottery. Um, it's really what it really ends up being is a, a study of this very specific region in Japan uh, and this town called Tajimi, where they the which is famous for its pottery. Um, but in 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 the process of like just kind of exploring this town and this region as an anime, uh, it it manages to tell a really great story about kind of growing up in the shadow of like a parent or a parental figure who uh, who was exceptionally good at something and like it's something you're interested in, but like you have these insecurities about whether or not you'll ever be good at it, and uh, just a really cute, fluffy kind of slice of life show. Uh, it's very low stakes. All there's no like real like yeah there is at one point sort of a competition, but like it's not even like super like a super big deal. Um, it's really more of an interpersonal study uh, of characters, and I think it's really well done. If you're into slice of life, give it a shot. I think you'll like it. Um, next up we have Dragon Quest: Dies Great Adventure. This is another one that I that I, I partially dropped due to time. Uh, I did watch a lot of it though. It's currently still running. It's running all year, so I have plenty of time to catch back I up. I mean, Dragon on it. Quest is huge in Japan. Yeah, and this this show did what I think it was designed to do in that it made me want to play Dragon Quest. I downloaded like the <laughs> most recent Dragon Quest game. I think Dragon Quest Eleven, um, and I played it and I really enjoy it. Um, but like this show, it's a pretty solid shonen um, battle show that is set in the Dragon Quest in a Dragon Quest universe. There are a number of them. Dragon Quest is Toriyama too, right? Dragon Quest is Akira Toriyama, yes. Uh, the monster designs. Um, and who uh, did Dragon Ball Z? For who did who Dragon Ball Z? Yes. Um, 
And uh, yeah, this is just, if you're looking for a very solid shonen in an interesting world with beautifully designed monsters, um, this is a show for you. Um, you get everything from the quintessential and like basically like you said um, quintessential and like no. my, I was just like quint <laughs> no. the, the quintessential and omnipotent slimes uh, you have in there but then you also get like a lot of really well designed uh, monsters which this series is known for um, the power scaling is interesting it has your typical dynamic of like the hero and the healer and the you know the, the, the typical oh. thing that you're used to with a JRPG um, and I think you'll, uh, I think, you know, if that's something you're into, you'll really enjoy this show. I'm looking forward to picking it back up. I didn't drop it because it was bad. I just dropped it because I knew it would be running all year long, and I had other things that I needed to watch at the moment. Um, one of those things is the next We're actually going to have some time coming up, too, which is going to be nice. Yeah. The next one that we have to talk about is Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway's Flash. Um... And this has been, uh, this is a, a really exciting new entry. It's the first uh, new entry we have in the Universal Century since um, Gundam Unicorn, I believe. Um, and it kind of tells the story of Hathaway Noah, who is the son of Bright Noah, who you might remember from the Bright Slap <laughs> right there. And um, he basically, he's fully grown now. He's a, he's a fully grown little boy. And uh, he is kind of living in his... Time for war and yeah, robots. time to go to war. Uh, actually, not his first time at war. He is he does fight in the war that takes place in, with the Neo-Zeon Confederacy. But um, this is one of those stories. Those of you who know anything about the Universal Century will know that the bad guys kind of flip-flop between the Federation and Zeon. Um, and this is one of the stories where they're both the bad guy. So, like, you kind of have Hathaway dealing with the fact that, like... He is the son of this famous war hero, but that side that he fought for is kind of fashy now and not super great. So, like, he is kind of, like, leading a movement, you know, who's against them. Um, you get, uh, I will say this, this is going to be part of a three-part series of movies. Uh, in this one, you don't get as many, like, big Gundam battles as I would like. There is one major one. But interestingly enough, most of the action takes place outside of the Gundams, which is a new direction for this series. Like people fighting? Yeah, like people fighting. Oh, um, which is a pretty new direction for Gundam, uh, although you do get some of it in uh, in 8th MS Team and also in Gundam Seed Destiny, I believe. But like this is the first time where you get it to this kind of degree. Um, but like I said, it's going to be a part of a three-part series, so they're laying the groundwork, they're doing some world building, and I think uh, overall it was a really well-done movie, and I'm excited to see the next one whenever it comes out. Um, so, you know, uh, I, if you're a fan of Gundam and, you know, you missed this one, it's on Netflix, it's out, give it a shot, uh, and we're going to be waiting for the second one to come out, which I don't think we have a date yet, but, uh, you know, we're looking forward for it. All right, let's take a quick break.
All right, and next up we've got summer 2021. Summer. Yep, it's that summertime feeling. Anyway, um, the first thing that we have to talk about is that time I got reincarnated as a slime, season two. 